that's that's too fucking far ahead because that's Cascade. Which one of these Wait, is like chapters? is like forty one oh two Cascade? Where's I, my? I think I found it. I think I found it. I think okay, I found okay. it. I think I found what? it. I think I found what? it. Where is it? Where is it? Hold on. No, I have to keep going. Three error. What the fuck? <laughs> God. What? 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 Um, I mean, go to 3,872. Everything before that is, like, fucked up? 3,872? What do you mean it's fucked up? Oh, it stopped being fucked I got a 403 error Um, when I first went there. Okay. Okay, but no, it is it is farther back behind there, so let me just, uh... Okay, it's before the... It's before the... It's before things were resolved with Gamzee? Yes! Oh shit, we stopped at 4108, yeah! <laughs> LOL, that's Cascade! <laughs> yeah, that's fucking Cascade. Whoops! Sl- Slick fucking comes into his goddamn house and, like, does fucking troll polyamory with them for a minute. Right, right, right. Where's the first scrapbook page? You know what, does it even matter? Does, yeah, no. 3873 is this scrapbook is now in hopeless disarray. Feel free to examine the clippings while I tidy. So I think that's sort of where we're starting, basically. 3874. 387. No, 3869 has some too, though. Really? No! No! 3868 has some. No! 3867 has some. No! 3866 has some. Probably some before then, but I don't. I don't care. Okay. 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 So we're three, eight, six, four. Yeah. Start the episode. <laughs> Look how sane and linear we are being is a nonprofit Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. We have free audio transcriptions for this podcast linked in the episode description if you wish to read instead of listen. Both Elizabeths are trained writers and editors, so we're going to have some opinions about the construction of the story. These opinions may be different from yours, but we're not attacking the comic, just offering suggestions. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you are old enough to be shipped off of Alternia to serve her imperious condescension. It's time to go to hell. Welcome to Look How Sane and Linear. We are being a Homestuck fancast in the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Elizabeth. I'm also Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, I realized um, that you paused kind of weirdly on fancast. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. For a second, I felt like I should be saying something else. I don't know why. 
I apologize to everybody in advance because this episode is going to have an energy to it. Elizabeth and I both had bad days at work, <laughs> and we've decided as a stress-relieving mechanism to record this episode of the podcast that we have been procrastinating for about two months because this is the part of this reading session that we fucking hated. <laughs> it sucks. See, my plan was we did the last two episodes, and because we didn't like the scrapbook parts, we would just take a little siesta and we would mingle with the idea of the scrapbooks for a while until we got less mad about it. Marinade in it, yeah. Marinating didn't work, y'all. It did the opposite, maybe. Think it made it worse? I do realize that a lot of people do like the scrapbook portions. No, why? Why? Hold on, hold on, Elizabeth, don't get mean yet. <laughs> Which is like, that's totally fine. I know that in the context of when these pages were coming out, this was right before Cascade, so you had... Maybe, how long did it take for Cassidy to come out? Like, nine months or some, some... Oh my god. It it took a long time for Cascade to come out. I think it might have been a year. I don't remember. I know there was a lot of time for Cascade. And th these scrapbook pages were some of the most recent stuff before Cascade. So people had a lot of time to, like, marinate in it and go into, like, the literary analysis of, like, what the fuck was happening in there. And all of, like, the different levels of complicated things going on in there. And, by the way, all of those analyses of the scrapbook portions are valid. Uh, some of them are very good. There are some very charming moments in the scrapbook. Right now, in the process that Elizabeth and I are reading Homestuck in, the scrapbook pages fucking suck. Honestly. I hate them with my entire heart right now. They're so frustrating, and you can't keep anything straight. I can't keep anything straight, Elizabeth. I'm bisexual. <laughs> well, so am I. So between us. I think the most frustrating thing about the scrapbook pages is that you always feel like you're missing something. I think that's the core reason why it frustrates me. But like, oh no, these aren't scrapbook pages. I was looking through these because Elizabeth and I were going to do a fun thing. Where we would like reread parts of the scrapbook while we were recording just to refresh ourselves because we don't remember any of this. Um, none of this is interactable, actually. This is not the scrapbook. Oh, it's just part it's yet. just pictures. It's just pictures of the So okay, when is the fucking scrapbook? Okay, wait. That's Okay, so that was the yeah, yeah, that was first the one. first one. I was the right. First, the first scrapbook page is page three thousand eight hundred and seventy-four. Okay, okay. Here's a, a frustrating thing about the scrapbook pages. The frustrating thing is that some of them are like two pages long, and some of them are like 20 pages long, and you don't know what you're getting into when you click on it, which normally would be like a fun and funky fresh thing, right? Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this plays off as, oh, it's a fun way to explore the medium. As someone who has a hard enough time with a an A to B linear reading of a story, like, not even a story that's complicated. I can do a complicated story as long as I can read from page 1 to page 100, and that's the order you read it in. I can, I can understand weird timelines. I can understand all of that. 
this is a fucking choose your own adventure ass like you read it like I read choose your own adventure books as a kid where I would read through every single timeline but I would like keep my fingers as bookmarks in all of the places where I made a decision and then when I got to the end of a route I would go back to my most recent bookmark and read through that one with the other that's what this feels like except i can't control it who the fuck are you what's wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) you mean that's not how regular people read the choose your own adventure books i i used to really like choose your own adventure books because when you're reading a choose your own adventure book you fundamentally know kind of like the genre of thing that is going to happen when you when you turn to the next page if you are reading a choose your own adventure book and one choice is like i want to go to the pond and the other choice is i want to go to the supermarket you have a general idea what is going to happen at either the pond or the supermarket and and the thing is like when you make those choices you're going to come back to that choice later because that's fundamentally how a choose your own adventure book works. It's like it thrives on like the rereading and everything. You know you're going to come into that going in. In this one, it's just fragmented segments that don't have anything to do with each other. Like if I click on this one of John getting trolled by Vriska and this one of Dave on his roof, when I click on either of those, they are completely independent of each other in a suffocating way. Not even like, oh, it's a it's a fun extra thing. Nothing in Homestuck is a fun extra thing. Everything in Homestuck is, if you don't read it all the way through, you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen 10, 100, or 1,000 pages later. You, you won't understand anything because Hussy is going to sneak some bullshit into these things of... Uh, some fundamental key to the story in there. Gonna give someone a secret dream cell. <laughs> yes, I am still mad about that. They're gonna give someone a secret dream cell. I did figure out what was I super couldn't figure out about Aradia. Oh, right. You figured out why you didn't like it. I didn't realize that the trolls, Prospit, and Durst still existed while the kids exist. Because the trolls' world was destroyed, but their Prospid and Durus weren't destroyed until Beck prototyped himself with. And, and I, I almost had it. I almost had it. Like, until Jack became, like, super powerful and unkillable. Up until that point, the trolls' Prospid and Durus still existed. Yeah, Prospect and Durst are independent of the actual trolls' planet. Yeah, I didn't understand that. So the trolls still had, or at least some of the trolls still had dream selves at that point. When you enter the game, you are basically making a Skya, and the Skya is the thing with the checkerboard ground. And every Skya has a Prospit and a Durst, which is where the basically the dream houses of all of the players live. Yes, I, I separate from Earth or Alternia. Or even like the land of wind and shade. That's it's different from those. I didn't understand any of that. It's been like how how long that we've been reading Homestuck now? And I didn't understand that. That's you know, um, that's okay. 
Huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the L on this one because I always picked that up when I was a kid. Yeah, well, okay. I'm gonna give you the L on that one. That explains to me why Aradia could ascend to god tier and why people can be revived by kissing still because some people still have or had up until very recently their dream selves. It doesn't explain why Aradia had a secret dream self. No, it doesn't explain that. That's just bullshit. That's just like, that's just straight up <laughs> hussy lying to us bullshit. But it explains why once it was established that she had a secret dream self, she could ascend to god tier. And that was the missing piece. Anyway, I wanted to mention. Just follow up on that. Yeah. So about these scrapbook pages. One thing that I will give Andrew Hussey credit for on this, like every page that has a bunch of scrapbook panels on them, there's a different storyline going through like these long segments of pages. Like there's always a John talking to Vriska one. Mm -hmm. There's always one where Dave Sprite and Jade are kind of talking. There are a couple ones that are very consistent. However, Here's my counterpoint. Huh. Why is this formatted like this? Right, if we're just going to sort of go through it like this anyway, it almost feels like Hussey wants us to read all of them simultaneously, but the problem is we can't because we're like, we're human and we can only read through a single page at a time because we're only human. So... <laughs> most of these are dream bubbles. They're not all dream bubbles, but most of them are. But most of them are kind of evoking this idea of like, oh, these are all happening in a dream or they're happening in the background of like bigger things. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If it was only one sequence of panels... And so we had this page 3874, and we had to read, click on and read through all of these different things. And then we came back and it fused again. I think that would be fine. But Hussey does it so many times. Andrew Hussey consistently throughout Homestuck has conditioned the reader to be okay with lots of quick scene changes and like, oh, I'll go over here for a minute. I'll go over here for a minute. I don't mind that. If these were all like, okay, we're going to read about this dream bubble, and then it jumps to the other one without you having to do this weird highlighty menu thing, I would have been fine with that because I'm completely used to reading like that in Homestuck. Fundamentally, the thing that I do not like about the scrapbook things is it is a little anxiety-inducing because every time I get done reading reading one of these pages... I think I'm missing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind the disjointedness. I I just want to know if I have everything. And I don't I don't have that security in this format. Hussey will expect us to later to have everything. So it's if we don't, then fuck us, I guess. Alright, so what are the the storylines in here? The content. John and Vriska, John and Vriska. The John and Vriska one is very popular, I do remember. I I liked it. I liked the John and Vriska one. I wish the background of their text wasn't black, because it's kind of hard to read Vriska's text. Not as 
hard to read as the white text, but yeah. It's not as hard to read as the white text, but the way I process colors on screens makes it very difficult for me. Like, I like page 3885. That was a cool moment. The moment where Vriska is looking in- into John's window and she's in her dead god tier outfit. Right, 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 right. That is one of the most well-known images of Homestuck. <laughs> there you go. In volume eight, I think, of the music track, because Andrew Hussey, I don't know if I told you this, there are different volumes of Homestuck music tracks. Some of the collections are better than others, and some of them have songs in there that don't appear in flashes. They're just, like, Ooh. music that Andrew Hussey commissioned to maybe use and then didn't. Um, So there's a lot of artist tracks that you don't hear in Homestuck that are very Homestuck-esque. Mm-hmm. And it used to be, when Homestuck was updating, you would see, like, Volume 9 came out, and we were in Act uh, 6 or whatever. And people would be, like, speculating, like, I think this one's gonna be a Flash song, or I think this one's gonna be a Flash song. Oh, I see. That was genuinely really fun. Uh, This one, there is a track in Volume 8, I think. Don't quote me on that, but it's either 8 or 9. And it's it's called Do You Remember Me? But the B is uh, an 8. And the track art for that, because all of, I think starting with Volume 7 or 8, every single track had its own cover artwork mm-hmm. and all of the cover cover artwork was really good nice the the one for do you remember me was like vriska out in the snow like this it was very good yeah that is very good i'm sorry i had to talk about something i liked about homestuck for a minute there like no if you will permit me i would like to do so very briefly as well oh go on because i actually think now that we're experiencing it the whole dream bubble thing and how that's being played out is actually pretty cool. The whole, like, not realizing you're in a dream bubble and then having to come to that realization, wait, I remember this, but I did something else. I think that's really cool. And I think it's not exactly horror, but it's definitely, like, surreal in a way that I enjoy, even though... The dream bubbles are confusing, and I don't know if the scrapbook was the way to go. I don't think the scrapbook was the way to go. I do like the dream bubbles. If you like the dream bubbles, you your favorite flash is going to be my favorite flash. Oh? There there is a there is a flash. Uh-huh. Later on in Homestuck, I think it is in uh like Act 6 something. But there is a flash, and it is uh, another interactable one, but it is an interactable dream bubble one, and it is three parts long. <laughs> Ooh. When that when we get up to that one, you cannot watch the YouTube video for it. You have to do it yourself. Okay, okay. It is, mm, it is like, like, the content of it is still not my favorite, because that was, that was an era of Homestuck that I wasn't the biggest fan of the direction the story was going in, but the actual mechanics of that specific Flash, when I was playing it, I was in college, and I just remember my friends and I just, like, exploring this place, because it's really big. (laughs) We're probably gonna have to have, like, two or three episodes just on that Flash. Jeez. All right. Next episode, we're having a whole episode on Cascade, 
but that flash is going to have to be three episodes on its own. Okay. Okay. Good to know. But let's talk about some of these other. Yes. Um. Some other. Okay. Which one do we want? These click other storylines. The Dave and Jade Sprite one. Yeah. Sure. Let's click on that. That one kind of gets into the whole idea of like your fate as a sprite. Mm-hmm. Which I'm. I'm. I'm not actually opposed to. Their, I think their conversation was very good. Yeah, surprisingly. I think I sort of wasn't expecting that. They actually gave Jade Sprite some actual depth in there. Like, she's not just... There to cry. Yeah, she's not just there to cry. She's not trying to be, like, this weird foil to Jade. It is parts of Jade and Dave, Dave's psyche basically talking to each other without you know, the rest of them around. Because Dave Sprite and Jade Sprite occupy this strange space in how their characters work, where they are Jade and Dave. They are basically Jade and Dave, but they act like completely different characters because it's almost like it's their subconscious talking. Right, right, right. Yeah, which is very interesting. Having the two of them, like, actively talk to each other is very interesting. Uh Uh-huh. And then... Dave and Rose. Dave talking about a dream. Unrelated. This is the kind of shit I'm talking about. I clicked on the Jasper Sprite one and it's one page long. And that's just like, alright. Why did we need that? The Dave and Rose one is another dream bubble. Right. And then we have WV. Yes. Where? Which one is that? That's the, the ship one. I am gonna be honest. I totally forgot about all, all of this stuff. I'm going to absolve you. Uh-huh. Because I know I know the audience may feel differently, and that's okay. But my opinion on this mm-hmm. is basically if this shit was important, mm-hmm. we we would have been excited to read it. The the format wouldn't have tripped us up so much. If Murder Stuck was hap- happened in this format. Yeah. <laughs> which it could have. You could have just chopped up all the separate character POVs and put them in this, and it would have worked functionally the same way. Yeah. If it was like that, like, I would still be whinging about the idea of the scrapbook, because I kind of hate it. But I would still know what was going on on a base level, because that part of the story, while I know I did talk about this, didn't work for me... Mm-hmm. The fact is, is that that part of the story is still interesting. Right. The shit right. that's going on here, there there are some good vignettes here, and it's nice, but there's nothing in it that makes me go, ah, I understand Homestuck more, or ah, I understand where this plays into the, the story as a whole. Like, there are, there are good, I guess, moments. I think we talked about this before on that one Jasper Sprite and Nepeta page. The weird thing that's done well here is this is how a cat would talk about being neutered. <laughs> like, I do remember that. It's really funny. We talked about this where Jasper Sprite says, there was a time I remember I was thinking about girl cats a lot for some reason. I would saunter around the house making all these big meows and looking out the windows with my nose touching the glass. But then Rose's mom took me to this place where I was scared to be for a while, and then when I was at home again, I didn't do the meows anymore. 
I guess I didn't think about the girl cats after that, which is just as well because none ever came to the windows, really not even when I did my biggest meows. And it's like, yep, that's it. Genuinely, my favorite piece of describing a pet describing their own neutering. <laughs> they do it, it they do it in any piece of media where the the animal speaks at all. They do it right. There's an entire oh, I'm going to I'm going to do this. There's a whole fucking episode in Rick and Morty about how the dog is mad that they took that he took the balls away. Oh and I'm God. like the dog wouldn't the dog doesn't know dog doesn't know what's going on. Animals are very smart. They're very stupid. Yeah, like in Warrior Cats, it's like, oh, they go to the cutter and then when they come back, their other cat is lazy and doesn't want to chase mice around anymore. Yeah, like, I guess so. My cats are both fixed and they go they go batshit over mice. <laughs> I don't know what those know. Warrior Cats were doing to to them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the vets were doing to the warrior cats, but when my cats see any kind of insect or mouse, they're just like, oh my god, this is my whole afternoon. Yeah, so basically, like, uh, both the Rick and Morty author, writer, whatever. Um, his name is Dan Harmon. Oh, him. Um, and also Pat, <laughs> the Aaron Hunter collected. Listen, Liz, 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 I could not care less. Oh, Dan Harmon's not my favorite person in the world, but I I really like Community. <laughs> Specific seasons of Community. I know some of Community is good. I've watched some with my roommate. This is my biggest sin, and I have to tell you, I do like many episodes of Rick and Morty. <laughs> well, you know what? I guess I can't really say anything about it because I haven't ever watched a single episode, and I'm never going to. It's do not do not at me anyone. Rick and Morty is overhyped, but there are genuine episodes and moments in it that um, from a sci-fi perspective are genuinely interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, he got turned into a pickle once and it was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Liz? What? <laughs> this is very sad. I was about to say, let's go back and talk about some less cringy media, but like... And we're talking about Homestuck? <laughs> no, Homestuck is good. Homestuck is awful. It can be both. Listen, I feel like everyone can agree that it is cringy in the general sense of the word. Cringe culture is dead. Well, yes, But yes. you're right. Yeah, exactly. Both can be right there as well. Here's the thing about the scrapbook portions. If they make me want to talk about Rick and Morty more than I want to talk about a Homestuck, there's probably an issue there. Yeah. But no, like, those are the the main arcs of things happening. There's also one where Jade talks to Carcat. Right? Oh, wow. I think I think Carcat has, like, some actual insightful things to say about himself here. Isn't that also where he talks about creating the humans universe? So so remember when I said that Andrew Hussey is going to sneak some important story bullshit in here and we're going to forget about it? I did forget about it because Andrew Hussey snuck in the I gave your universe cancer, Jade. Sorry. Uh -huh. Which is uh -huh. one of the most important things to happen in Homestuck and you put it in the scrapbook? You said that. You said that to me. When I was reading through it, like you said, that's so important, and he put it in the scrapbooks in the new version. <laughs> so it's like, oh my god. 
So, okay, let's talk about that because that's actually an important- uh, Jester- I'm sorry if there's like any audio weirdness on my end because Jester keeps rolling around and asking to be petted and I can't deny it to her uh-huh. um, because she is my kitty cat that I have raised since she was a little kitten baby. <laughs> so I, I have to ask you uh-huh. because this is an important thing that happened- in this scrapbook, I I have a hot tip for anybody who is writing in the audience. If you're gonna have a huge-ass story revelation like this, don't give it the same amount of weight as a bunch of nice fluff conversations of varying degrees of importance. This is, like, fucking core to the entire plot and you could so easily miss it this is core to the entire plot the entire character motivations of Carcat. right right during the time where he's talking to the humans every single fucking thing that Carcat has ever said to the humans makes a million times more sense once you know Carcat is saddled with this guilt that there's a problem with the humans' universe, and it's his fault. Right. Core to his character and how he operates in the story, and you're putting it in the goofy fucking scrapbook pages? <laughs> That's where I get so frustrated where it isn't that Homestuck is almost a good story. It's that there are parts that are almost good and then they're executed in terrible ways. Like, I'm on page 4004, where we just have like a wall of Carcat's text. And like about halfway down, where he's saying it wasn't supposed to happen this way. Gamzee isn't supposed to go crazy. I think if he does, it means we fucked something up. It means I fucked something up. He's my responsibility. I have to make sure he's safe. And I didn't do that. So, like, Carcat is blaming himself for basically everything. It makes sense in the story. If you know the thing about the frogs that they put in this silly flashback thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Here is my take. My take is that Homestuck is really good. Mm-hmm. And... Mixed media stuff is really good. Mm-hmm. However, Homestuck specifically would have been a better story if it wasn't mixed media. Hmm. I hate to say it because there are parts of the Homestuck mixed media that go absolutely fucking feral for me. I love them so much. However, I would trade all of the cool flashes, even the one that I was hyping up a while back, I would trade all of those for Homestuck, but less reader antagonistic. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does. I love the story and themes of Homestuck. I think they're great if it stopped trying to be cool like this in in medium. I think it would have done better in a way. But here's the crux of this. The homestuck that we have has really good moments and really bad moments. And I am okay with that. I have made my peace with that. 
I am just also the kind of person that does the what-ifs. Right. The Homestuck we have, I'm very happy that we have it in this format. And I don't think everything needs to be perfect and no plot holes and fully sanitized. I am just saying this is not the way that I want to consume every piece of media. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. And it makes me think of when I was taking my Intro to Humanities courses in undergrad, and I took an art and music course, the main way we were supposed to analyze art, especially, was asking the question, how would it be different if? And I think that's a really key question to ask with Homestuck, because it's so mixed media. So how would it be different if it didn't have flashes? How would it be different if it was more linear? Like, there's a lot to ask there. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for it to have been different. And it isn't. This is the homestuck we have. Oh, no. I I am happy with the homestuck we have. Right. And we aren't pretending like it's anything other than what it is. But I think that there are some things that could have been done differently that would have altered how it was consumed and the story that Hussey is telling in a good way. Like one, because I'm noticing this right now as I'm looking at the Carcat and Jade sequence, one of my favorite things that Andrew Hussey does is when they have a pester log going, especially when it's just one person talking. And it's combined with a sequence of images that that aren't just like watching the speaker type. I think that's really effective. I do like it because usually the images that Hussey puts up with these like long, basically soliloquies. Mm -hmm. I I would call them soliloquies. Yeah. Even if they're in like a public messaging system, nobody else is there. Mm Mm-hmm. The thing about that is that Andrew Hussey does a really good job in those cases of picking images to go along with that pester log that are thematically similar to what emotional thing is happening in the pester log. Yes, yes, yes. I completely agree. There are times when I think Andrew Hussey does things a little too ham-fistedly or doesn't understand the fundamental crux of what's going on but when they turn off all of the other bullshit and they just turn on this character's emotional state they can go oh you know what would be perfect to go here this thing and then they do it and it always it always works it always works it's really good and those are the parts where i'm like whoa i think they might be onto something You know how you get to this sequence? Go to page 4002. Mm Mm-hmm. Go to page 4002. I'm on 4002. Oh, you mean the poster that says, You think you're so cool? Bro, sloppy makeouts now. On the roof. He, he, he. You click on that. And then you enter one of the most key exchanges in the entirety of this goddamn comic. I will say that it's good that that's the only one that you can click on on that page. 
I think that wor- I think if that was how the scrapbook worked, I would actually like it more. Also, Elizabeth, I um I'm sorry to tell you, I'm gonna defend the way you get to this. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm I'm legitimately going to okay, defend it. Okay, okay, okay. Go on. I think I think the image of Gamzee obviously pretending to be Terezi on this poster because it it is obviously Gamzee pretending to be Terezi. Right, right. It has her her four one three letters in there, but it also has Gamzee's like on and off capitalization and then it has the he and then the the, cl- the the clown emoticon but it's Terezi. The it's Gamzee's blood color, yeah. I'm sorry, like that that part is funny on its own to me. <laughs> yes, it is. I I think on its own it's funny. It's just wild that that's where it leads. I'm gonna defend that. Because the emotional the emotional crux of Carcat in this whole thing is that he's being very lonely. Yeah. I don't I don't agree with how they took with the direction they took Carcat, Trezzy, and Gamzee later on. Mm-hmm. But the way they have done it here, it makes sense within itself. Okay. Ge- I genuinely think it's a good introduction to this. Yeah. That's you know what, that's fair. It's silly and hey, I can take silly. Yeah. I love a silly. <laughs> I can take that. My frustration always lies with the fact that sometimes decisions that are made aren't just bad. Because sometimes Andrew makes bad decisions. Every author does. That's not to make them a bad author. That's the nature of writing. It's gonna happen. You're never gonna be able to take out every plot hole. If you did, it would feel sterile and bad. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't feel like it was written by a human. The things that I don't like about Homestuck are that the bad decisions that are made are also frustrating to process. Like, I can't change how it's structured. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not against an artist doing a weird mixed media thing. Honestly, there are there are good parts of the mixed media in Homestuck. Some of them are my favorite. The problem in lies that this is page 4000 of Homestuck. And if you are still experimenting on page 4000 and you haven't found a good way of telling the story you're trying to tell by page 4000. Uh-huh. You are either not confident in the ways that you have learned to write up until page 4000, or you are indecisive. Uh-huh. Both of those traits are grounds to break a writer. Mm-hmm. At that point, writing is a stressful endeavor for you as a person. And when I read this, there are, there are points that shine through that tell me Andrew Hussey loves writing a homestuck. Mm-hmm. And there are other points where I read this and I think Andrew Hussey hates writing Homestuck and wants to make us hate reading it. Yeah. It's like it gets close and then it gets far and then it gets close and it. I keep wanting to only read the good parts. And I know that's not possible, but... So I know 
like at the top of the episode, we basically came out and said there wasn't going to be a lot of a literary analysis of this. <laughs> and I think I think that the, the the thing is we ended up doing a bunch of analysis of this, not of the actual content of what was going. Like we didn't go through and be like, oh yeah, like this thing with Vriska means this, you know, like this. Mm-hmm. This means something. This is what this means. Generally, in in this episode, I could not give two shits, mm-hmm. which is okay. The the thing about it is, I had more fun, you know, talking shop about the the general vibe of Homestuck because we haven't done that in a while, and we haven't done it like in depth because there's always something more important to talk about. Right. The the one content part of this that I do want to touch on real quick is that Andrew Hesse coming in to Doc Scratch's office and beating him up isn't funny. No, it isn't really. I did also just realize that that all happens at the top of the page and that if you like hold your mouse over it, there's a little thing that pops up. Yeah, there's all text. I didn't notice that at all. On my first read, I literally thought the parts at the top were nothing. LOL. <laughs> you don't need it. It's just like... Uh. There there are times when reading Homestuck is really energizing and there's times when it's really tiring. Yeah. And I think those times are different for everyone. Like, there's some people that see a flash and go, oh, fuck this again. Uh-huh. I don't know who those people are, but I'm sure <laughs> they exist. Hey, if if you're the kind of person who flashes are your least favorite part of Homestuck, please tell us on Twitter. I want to know that you exist. <laughs> Actually, everyone, just tell me, tell us, tell us your your least favorite part of the Homestuck format on Twitter. Yeah. I'm genuinely curious. There are no wrong answers here. We will not make fun of you. Whatever your answers are. There are bad parts of Homestuck. I'm talking, I'm talking purely about the not the content of homestuck like the structure and the medium yeah what is your your least favorite part of homestuck structurally because mine 100% is the scrapbook parts i don't like them they make me anxious and i come away from them every time thinking ah did i do something wrong when i read those Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my least favorite. Elizabeth, I assume that's your least favorite, too. I mean, there's the recaps. Oh, the recaps are bad. Yeah. yeah. But I can just skip those. I, I feel bad skipping the, the scrapbooks. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah, on Twitter, if you want to tell us your, your least favorite part, if you want to tell us your favorite part of Homestruck Structurally, mine are the Flash games. I love the walkarounds. Um, I don't like the earlier ones. I like the the ones where they are uh, pixel art. I mentioned my favorite structural parts, which is those sequences of images that don't match up with the soliloquies. Between the release of this episode and the next time we record, which might not be next episode, it might be a couple episodes after that, just because of the way we record now. I might end up making a pie chart about it and <laughs> the, the, the demographics there. I'm genuinely curious. You do like making pie charts. I love making pie charts. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I could make more. If you have an idea of pie charts that I could make, 
Give me give me some pie chart ideas on Twitter. <laughs> I love pie charts. I've made so many pie charts for our D&D campaign. Yeah. If you want to see any of my pie charts. <laughs> the pirate ship is 37.5% uh, cat. Yeah. We have so many cats on our fantasy pirate ship. But yeah, thank you everyone for sticking with us this episode. Uh, next episode is actually going to be one page and it is going to be cascade so that's going to be really interesting but this episode and the previous two episodes we read through pages 3218 through 4108 again next episode it's just cascade we're only going to talk about cascade yeah so look forward to that you can read all of homestuck on homestuck.com and if you need the accessible versions they're linked on our Tumblr blog, lookhowsane.tumblr.com. Also on that Tumblr, we have transcriptions for every episode that we make uh, in case you cannot hear or you do not wish to hear our voices. Elizabeth writes all of those transcriptions where she has to transcribe weird bullshit that I say, such as... Oh, we also have a Twitter, at how underscore scene. Oh, you're not gonna let you're not gonna let me say some dumb bullshit. <laughs> no, no, go go on. It's I. Uh, then you need to talk about who did our music. You, you're not gonna let me talk about. You're not gonna let me say my dumb bullshit. No, I was I was getting out ahead of it. Hmm. All right. Well, our music is done by Jean Maquille. <laughs> oh boy. See, if you don't let me do my funny noises segment. Then I butcher your brother's name. Do you want that next time? Do you want that next time, you bitch? <laughs> Please go eat and review us on iTunes. Um, to those who have- We got some really nice new five-star reviews. Y'all- That were very sweet and heartening. If you are listening to this and you're the one who wrote this two reviews, one of the people who wrote this two reviews, thank you so much. It makes our day every time. Thank you- Thank you, thank you. I'm getting the unofficial <laughs> Homestuck podcast tattooed on me. I'm not actually, but I no, would. No, no, don't, don't, don't put that on your body. Your body is a temple. <laughs> I think Andrew Hesse has a tattoo of Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff on their arm. Oh, I'm not surprised. Or was that Toby Fox? Who got the tattoo? <laughs> No, it wasn't Toby Fox, because we don't know what Toby Fox's face looks like. No, right, yeah. He looks like a dog. Yeah, Toby Fox just looks like a dog. I swear they got a tattoo of sweet- Yeah, they did! (laughs) 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 On that- It's it's just the the face. (laughs) On that wonderful- no, remember everyone, until next time, Friska did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs>